Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the podcast for DigitallyDownloaded.net, and it's 2019. Play the music. I'm not going to play any music. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the new year. It's new year. It's exciting. There's a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of stuff happening. It's 2019, probably the, one of the last couple of years for this generation of consoles, which is pretty cool. And with that, we have a new generation of DDNet contributors. So we've actually got one of them on the podcast now, which is very exciting. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Lee. Uh, I joined, I want to say, late November uh, or, or early December, whichever. Um, and yeah, I just a uh, new contributor. Just figured I'd... Uh, Drop my drop my two cents on video games because uh, that's all I do. That's reasonable. I mean, it's probably more valuable than mine. So. It's it's really more of a justification of uh, my lifestyle. Oh, but whatever. Being American, your two cents is more valuable than mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that a conversion rate thing? Economic joke. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, you would have just heard it just then, but also Ooh. yeah. Hello. Hi, Judy. Oh. Yeah, hi. I thought you were going to go to Matt again, but that's nope. okay. No, nope, I'm avoiding that. Cool, hi. Uh, I'm clearly not Matt. Um, um, I'm meeting Lee for the first time. Um, Hello, and I, I guess it's going to be great. Um, this is going to be totally fine. 2019, new year, new data of live games. A lot for me to talk about. A lot for me to look forward to and stare at creepily. That's fine. Love it. Love podcasting. Happy to be back. Speaking of staring at things creepily, Matt, hello. <laughs> hello. Why did everybody's introductions sound like a, a um, Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> circle? Everybody say hello and who they are. Uh, pretty much just because that's my new vibe. And I find it perfect <laughs> that you've called me out on that on this podcast. It's, um, it's a good start. Yeah, it's new year, new me. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we have all introduced ourselves, we're going to go into a little bit of news, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the Epic Games Store being consistently pretty okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, Epic is now directly competing. Competing. I can't speak English anymore. Competing mm-hmm. with Valve uh, in the PC uh, storefront marketplace race, I guess. Um, and they're releasing their own store called the Epic Game Store. They um, recently snapped up the Division 2, which is actually quite a big deal because that game will make a lot of money. Um, and they've also been you know, steadily releasing free games every two weeks, I believe. So last series was Subnautica. And now this time around, it's What Remains of Edith Finch, which is pretty good. Um, so you know, if, you're not, if you're not adverse to making a new account for a new game, a new like, game platform thing. I would actually recommend it. It's pretty good so far. I've had no problems with it. Downloads reasonably well, acts reasonably well, and it's a better cut for developers as well, which is nice. Yeah, nothing like free for giving the developers a good amount of money. Matt, major really? profitability from free. <sighs> exposure. Yeah, it's I'm, all about the exposure. I'm not even going to start with this, okay? <laughs> All right, moving on then. Who wants to go next? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll dive in. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Monster. <laughs> so um, Geralt is getting himself into uh, another portal this uh, this year. Uh, last year he jumped into Soul Calibur's world, and now he's uh, jumping into Monster Hunter world, which um, 
is, I mean, the thing about it, as a monster? at least, yes, as a monster, yeah, he's going to be a fully, play, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing that, that kills me about this personally, though, is that it's not going to be released at the same time as PC. And if it's following the same, uh, the same pattern of release uh, or updates or whatever, like parallel they have with the PC version, as opposed to the uh, PS and Xbox ones, um, it'll probably take like, another year or so for it to, to show up on PC, uh, which is, I mean, that's, that's their, that's what they got to do, but um, there's not really any details as far as like what exactly it's going to entail. There's a little trailer that you can find online, but um, whether or not you'll be able to just play directly as Geralt or if you'll just get a, uh, a costume of some kind for him, but it says uh, that they're going to blend the RPG mechanics as a direct quote, uh, blending the RPG mechanics of the Witcher three, with Monster Hunter World's game system. So maybe they'll introduce signs as like something that you can use instead of grenades or, or whatever whatever else. That could be that kind of cool. That would be sick. Also, I would like to point out a level of professionalism that Lee's actually quoting from a source. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably more than I've ever done on this podcast. He is, he is new. <laughs> is, is that is that a newbie mistake? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, being yeah, actually don't quote things wrong. We just have opinions. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll turn down the professionalism. The, then, the one thing I've always wanted in Monster Hunter is Gerald. So Gerald. Um, yeah, I mean, of all the things, I mean, for, forget about you know the archaic like sharpening stone system that that's still around from the legacy days. No, I I, li I love that. Let's keep that in. But uh, yeah, give me Gerald. That's fine. Gerald. Jerry of the River. Get, 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 get Gerald. Okay. Yeah, he's, he actually, he's actually a badass in Soul Calibur. If anybody's played him. Yeah, he's also just a badass in general. Well, yeah. I mean, mechanically, you you know what. I mean. No, <laughs> you know what but, on this. He hits things. He hits things and they stay down. So it's pretty. I can respect that. Really? Yeah. I hit things. I would expect them to slow down too. <laughs> that was very dark. Tapping children in alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I like wear razor blades in my gloves. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on from that and my out of curricular activities, Matt. <laughs> that was good news for the week. Um, me. Uh, Final Fantasy trading card game on uh, iPhone and iPad and things. That's pretty cool. That was announced this week, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it's actually going to be like the physical trading card game because it doesn't look like it, but. Um, it doesn't make sense that Square Enix would have two different kind of uh, trading card games. So I'm hoping it's like the physical one because that's actually a really good card game. Now, I, I actually have a quick question about yeah. that. Um, because I, I saw this online earlier today and I was under the impression from the article that it was going to be a JP, uh, JP release only. Is that, is that not uh, right? Currently confirmed for Japan only, but uh, I wouldn't count on it not getting localized. I mean, Square Enix knows that uh, there's a lot of fans of Final Fantasy in the West, and they're generally pretty good at localizing them. So um, while there's certainly a bunch of Final Fantasy or sorry, Square Enix games that are not translated into English from phones, I don't think this will be one. I think it'll come at some point. I mean, okay. if they put that bloody All the Bravest on English. Yeah, so if they decided to do that, the least they could do is literally anything else. 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I'm I'm personally a huge fan of Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I've been playing that game since the the North American release. I I just popped it up on my phone just to just to see what the name of the company was. Dina D E D E N A is the yeah, their D localization yeah. company. So hopefully they'll pick it up. But what what I saw from the screenshots was basically they're just reusing the same sprites that they made for for Record Keeper with like I don't know what looks like a pretty easy to make uh, board some some reused cards like from Triple Triad that they've had lying around forever. So it seems like it's uh, relatively low effort, but they could, you know, it could be. It be, could, like could be one bad thing. I mean, those sprites are great. And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, as long as they catch a, the Final Fantasy vibe and use the musics and stuff, I'll be, works, I'll be happy. Oh, and, you know, another great thing about Record Keeper, just the remixes that they do. Like, I was just listening on YouTube just randomly to one of, like, the, the 30th anniversary, whatever, like, remixes they did specifically for the game. They're, they're fantastic. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm real big on the Final Fantasy music. I've always liked Nobuo Uematsu and any, anybody who can do a remix of anything he does justice is plus one in my book. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the card game's out when, Matt? Um, I don't know. Just 2019. <laughs> <It was laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of segment. I, I don't think they've given a release date. And like we said, right. they haven't actually even announced an English version yet. But okay. So it's all very new news. But um, yeah, fingers, cr fingers crossed it happens and happens fairly soon because yeah. I do like playing the physical card game and want to play it on my phone. Now let's all play a game where we guess about what Jeannie's going to talk about. <laughs> Boobies! <laughs> You know, it's no fun if you guess it right on the first try. <laughs> you're, I get it right, I... you're meant to at least seem semi-surprised uh, when I say... It's going to be Gran Turismo Sport. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's be at least semi-realistic here with the, with the subject matter, okay? It's... Um, oh, oh, I mean, I could have. They announced, they announced a really cool champion recently. I didn't um, actually have any interest in League of Legends, Ginny. <laughs> okay, well, you've got you've got your pick because I've been up to date with the hashtag news. You can pick from the League of Legends and its new communist champion or titties. Uh, look, knowing the audience of this podcast, probably go the second. Got it. No okay, one cool. enjoys League. No one enjoys okay. League. Wait, communist champion though. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> that that piqued my interest. I've seen movies. I haven't seen a communist champion in league. But I'm we sorry. can talk. We can talk about this privately. Uh, okay. So <laughs> that was not meant to be like a come on. That was just <laughs> that was quite aggressive. You sure? Sorry. Yeah, that was very good for me. Sorry. Um, I'll tone it down a bit into like you know not aggressive harassment but aggressive this. So as Matt will already know. Dead Alive Extreme 3 is coming out for the Switch and the PlayStation 4 on the 20th of March, 2019. So a couple months away, about as far away as Total War Three Kingdoms. But obviously, I like Total War Three Kingdoms, which only has dicks in it. This has a lot of boobs. Um, so I guess for me, the notable news as part of this um, is that Lei Fang and Misaki are actually going to be in um, Dead Alive Extreme 3 Scarlet. Um, so for those who don't really know or are familiar with the premise um, of this particular game, you look at titties and well, <laughs> you just a really you look good at summation of the game actually. <laughs> you look at titties DLC and women move around tantalizingly in a beach atmosphere. Um, pretty much, it's the least me game ever. So I will never play this. 
That's awesome. completely fine. You don't you don't have to you don't have to play it. Um, but why I wanted to bring up Misaki and Leifang is because Leifang originally missed the cut for DOA Extreme Three. She was meant to be there was like a character popularity contest where the devs were like, "Hey, horny dudes, who should be in the game?" And she <laughs> lost to Helena. Um, but now she's back um, along with um, a new favorite Misaki who is from Dead or Alive Extreme Venus Vacation, which was a free-to-play PC game, which I don't recommend, even if you're really, really horny. Um, in any regard, Misaki comes with a cat girl costume, tail and all, and, Le- and Leifang comes with a very um, impractical bikini. Um, so <laughs> there are, are going to be 11 sexy extreme costumes and two special forbidden costumes. And if you want to buy the collector's edition, of Scarlet, you get a Misaki Extreme 3D mouse pad, which I can only assume is going to be a mouse is pad. It's the 3D one, yes. Yeah, okay. Who forbids these costumes? Is there like a council that says you cannot use these? Or do you need to be 18 and up to use the forbidden ones? Um, I don't know how that system is going to work. Maybe there's in-game unlocks. But uh, for those of you that are going to get it on the Switch, and this is sort of, the, I guess, the main news item, um, the, the Nintendo Switch version, according to Koei Tecmo, has a new, what they're calling a soft 4D engine. So that combines the soft engine in all its master for glory and Nintendo Switch's HD rumble. So the aim of this is to provide the feeling of different uh, physical effects to go with the visuals of the soft engine before your eyes. I think you've got that around the wrong way, Ginny, actually. Um, Do I? Yeah, the Switch one has the HD rumble, but it's actually the existing engine. The PS4 one has the soft engine plus whatever they're calling it. Oh, right. Sorry, my mistake. Yes, no, but the Switch's HD rumble apparently is going to have independent left and right Joy-Con movement and vibration. Which is the important thing, let's face it. Which is the important thing, because if you're only grabbing one titty, only one titty should move. But do they already have this? Not, like, separately. Like, not, like, the way that they're printing it on the Switch. So... <laughs> we should cancel games. <laughs> so I mean, like the Senran Kagura one was just extremely violent vibration for no particular reason. Like you know, when you're holding a tit, they don't vibrate like crazy. So this is, I guess, supposed <laughs> to. Can we cut the pod? No, okay, that's it. That's it. I'm calling it there. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than never mind. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
Silence, Ginny, um, and now we can talk about the games of January. <laughs> we didn't really sign it. We didn't do a very good job of it, to be fair. <laughs> I got way too much in about titties and vibration. <laughs> There's a lot of vibration. Um, <laughs> moving away from titties for a moment, um, we're going to talk about the games of January. Obviously, it's midway through the month, but we didn't do a podcast earlier, so we're just going to talk about the stuff that has already come out this month and the stuff that's going to come out for the rest of it. Um, so you probably know that New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe released recently. Um, that's 164 levels of Mario goodness. So it's good. It's very good. Um, also out was Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. That's basically a HD remaster of a previously existing very good game. So play it. Uh, and then looking forward to what We've got to look forward to for the rest of the month. Onimusha Warlords comes out pretty soon. That's a really good HD remaster of really good game as well. Um, Yakuza 4 comes out for PS4. Uh, I think that's only in Asia for now. But yeah. if you buy it, yeah. it's got the English um, translation in the, already in there. So once it's out on January 17, you'll be able to actually play it in your native language if you're an English speaker which is good, mm. um, of actually new games, Y2K, Yeek. Yeek. I think it's meant to be Y2K, a postmodern RPG. Is, but I refuse um, to call it by that, it's too millennial for me. It's coming out, it's an indie RPG thing with a lot of homages to uh, the 80s and 90s, so that's pretty cool if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, which was me because I'm old. Um Ace Combat 7 comes out, yeah. which is really good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've got a review code sitting there waiting for me to redeem it. Uh, and, yeah, big fan of Ace Combat and all it does and should be good on the PS4. Mm. Um, another Switch game comes out on the same day. Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, and that's Goichi Suda, and that means it's going to be balls insane, but great. Um if you're a fan of strategy games, there's a title coming out called At the Gates. Now, this is a this is a game that was kickstarted back in 2014, uh, and it's been in development obviously for quite a while now. Uh, but it's actually by the previous lead designer on the Civilization series, and uh, it's about the fall of the Roman Empire. So it should be pretty interesting. It looks good, that's for sure. Hmm. I know Ginny's very interesting that one. Um, mm -hmm. Life is Strange 2, episode Yay. 2 comes out, which is good. Blech. You should have played the previous one. You should be looking forward to this one. <laughs> two very different takes. 
Um, and then the game that makes Alan very happy. Yeah. Happy. We're a bit worried about Alan, actually. Um, Resident Evil 2 comes out this month. And this Hooray. is a full remake. It's not just a HD remaster. It's actually a ground-up rebuild of Resident Evil 2 with um, new codes involved, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was promised that. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this later. And then, finally, the game that actually nobody cares about because it's going to be shit. Um, <laughs> Parts 3. You were designed to just be planetary <laughs> to me specifically. Yeah, God put Matt on this earth to torment you. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, it looks terrible. Like a one-two punch of just vibration and Matt. Real talk, Alan. I don't have the time to play through 70 games to understand the plot. That doesn't... Parts 3, so... That's not the game's fault! <laughs> it is kind of. No, it's not. You are wrong. It is kind of. If you jumped into the fifth book of Game of Thrones, you wouldn't know what was happening. Imagine if Final Fantasy 16 came out and they were like, oh yeah, you've got to play Final Fantasy 1 through It's not how that... finish to understand oh, that Final Fantasy Okay, okay, boys. Okay, let us... Let's have uh, let's have a more productive discussion and move on to what Lee wants to play in yes. January. Lee, Lee, what are you looking forward actually, to? I was first of all, I was about to say, what if Final Fantasy fifteen released and then they did what they did? Like you had to watch the movie and, and read the novel and everything before <laughs> they already did that, basically, what your example for sixteen was. Um, but anyway, as far as like for what, just January? Um, yeah, just January, buddy. Honestly, honestly, I was looking forward to that Binding of Isaac update. That was my main thing. Um, That's a reasonable uh, thing to look forward to. Yeah, and Final Fantasy XV just came out with uh, 4.5, patch 4.5. I forget what they titled it. They've always got some weird title for their patches. But um, now, picked that up again, resubscribed. Um, you got Smite coming on to the Switch later on in the month, too, which uh, that could actually be really cool. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Game, <laughs> the, like, I go be all right. Except what is it? Uh, internet connection. Yeah. Oh, really? The game, the game is bad. I liked it a lot, but they ruined it. <laughs> I see. I, I never actually played it. Um, I played. Oh. I, I, I used to play a shitload of League of Legends, right? Like way oh. back when it was actually popular. Um, and now, like, I, I'm actually dead serious. I'm dead serious when I ask: Do people actually play League of Legends? Because I'm fairly certain that nobody does, except for oh robots or like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I was, I was surprised that the utterance of the title was even mentioned in 2019, let alone 2018, or well, little, you know what I mean. You know the um, one where I always liked um, the Lord of the Rings one. Of course, he did. I did. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. I got really pro at it. They did an RTS too. Like pro. I got really pro. yeah. The RTS were good. Yeah. Oh, the RTSs really were brilliant. They were. They just weren't very like mechanically sound. Yeah, they were brilliant games. I can't believe, I'm, to this day, I'm so upset that Warner Brothers got the license for Lord of the Rings and EA lost it because Warner Brothers has done crap all with it. Mm. So, Ginny, what is the games that you're looking forward to this month? <laughs> Alan saving me another round. Okay. Uh, <laughs> jump in, jump in, help me. Well, I am, I am actually really looking forward to what Matt has already mentioned I'm looking forward to, uh, which is At the Gates. So when I'm not staring at titties, I'm playing strategy games. So um, I, I haven't really pumped. This. <laughs> really pumped one for thing at the game. Never say about you, Ginny, is that you have a one kind of track taste in games. 
Yeah, yeah, I jump around from a lot. titties to hardcore strategy games. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and like ARPGs and stuff, and this you know a lot of a lot of a lot of cool things. But yes, at the gates, um, I I played um, Total War: Thrones of Britannia last year and got a taste for destroying Western civilization. So really pumped to do it again. Culture box <laughs> um, is real. Yeah, just you know, really pumped to do it again this time to destroy the Holy Roman Empire. Um, and like I said, it looks great. The game's been um, in development for ages. I remember first hearing about it in 2011, as early as then, but it wasn't quite fun until 2013-14, so it's been around, kicking around for a long time. And I'm glad to see that it's actually not just, like, died and gone to development hell. It's actually coming, so I am very happy with that. Um, and I guess on top of that, obviously Kingdom Hearts 3. Controversial opinion, yeah. I actually really like this, this franchise. And I know Matt will call me in, insane. Um, but I'm used to disagreeing with Matt about something, so it's fine. Um, I'm really pumped. I mean, ignoring the fact that there's a whole Monsters, Inc. level where Sora looks like a fucking furry. The rest of the game, I'm like 100% on board with. Um, and I just actually really want the series to end. Like, I want my pain to end. Like, it's meant to be the final <laughs> chapter in I the Dark Sea. I, I want my pain to end. Like, this is... <laughs> I just want it to be over. I want this to be the last thing I have to consume from Kingdom Hearts so I can put it behind me in my life and just look back on it with a mixture of fondness and pity for myself. It's like, so true, but it's okay. You know, I just want it to be over. Like, I played over 200 hours of the mobile game because, Why? because it seemed important at the time, okay? How much <laughs> understand the plot, Alan? No, you can just watch the movie. As a movie. You can just watch the movie. I'm the kind of person that does things like three thousand percent. So I figured I I just got I just got hooked. Like I got unholy, I got I got an, an unholy level into this game. So basically, I've suffered through too much now to not play Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I've put myself through the meat grinder. I have to play as a point of pride. So I really really want this game to come out so I can play it, defeat it, and get on with my life like a bad breakup and like a. Like, I actually know it's going to end. This is where I'm at with Kingdom Hearts 3. So that's the one I look forward to. That's cool. Right. That. that should be good. Matt, what do you want to? I'm going to talk about Trevor Strikes again. Because yeah. I don't actually want to break embargo, but fuck it, I'm going to break embargo. It's really good. <laughs> Should I? Can you not do that so I don't have to edit yeah. it out later? <laughs> it's really good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't not- want to give away too much, but it is. I mean, really, you have. <laughs> yeah, you've just seen a break and back. I've just, I've just said I like it and I've played it. Um, but you know, by the time this podcast goes up, the embargo is closed anyway, and I'm, I'm sure Nintendo won't sue me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they were so kind to Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Goichi Suda on a bad day is better than most game developers on their best day. Um, and I, I love Goichi Suda's energy and uh, you know attitude um, with his games and he always does a good job of mixing really um, punky kind of aesthetics and attitude with a lot of humor and um, yeah it's it's great I, I um I'm so happy <laughs> that Travis is back <laughs> hooray yeah I'm gonna talk about the games I like Resident <laughs> Evil okay Alan how was the demo? yeah I haven't played it I want to play it okay I refuse to play it because it's the beginning of the game and that seems like counterintuitive to being spooked. Don't you only get one shot at it? Is it like yep, it's a one-shot demo. It, and then you're mm-hmm. out? That's it? Yep. No more? Yep. Demo dead. Which is cool. I like that. 
anyway, yeah, the game's looking really cool. I'm excited for it. Everyone I've talked to who's played it is saying that it's really good, which is unsurprising given how good the original game was. You um, lose an arm? You cannot lose an arm. Um, and then use a herb to bring it back? Uh, Matt. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to music. Realism. <laughs> Oh no, Alan's just sick of our shit this week. He's like, no, okay. why are you looking forward to Resident Evil 2, Alan? Talk, talk to us. It's going to be good, that's why. <laughs> and I, I don't really explain myself to you. I'm over it. <laughs> well, it's giving you an opening. <laughs> no, it, it should be good. I don't know. I really like the RE4 style of game, but I also really like Resident Evil 2, so... It's pretty much everything I've wanted. The Resident Evil 7 engine's very, very good. Should work quite well. And is it yeah. the exact same engine as Resident Evil 7? Yeah. Yes, they're using oh, the okay. same engine. That's cool. Yeah. That's a pretty good engine, actually. It's really good. That. Um, so, yeah. All my issues about Resident Evil, I really... Yeah, that engine was really good. Mm. It looks good. It looks really, really good, actually. Um, I just can't wait for it. It's very exciting. I'm excited. It's been, like, 20 years since the original came out, so, like, you know... It should be good. I'm I'm keen. And with that, let's play some music. Let's actually play some music this time. Yeah. I'm now back in a happy state. It's all good. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything's dandy, as they say. Um, we're going to talk a little bit now about, because it is the beginning of the year, like we said, some things that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year, because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm excited. I'm yeah, very 2019 is shaping up pretty good already. Yeah, we've got Days Gone. Yeah. So exciting. Ghosts of Tsushima. Ghosts of Days Gone. It's going to be really good. 
Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out this year, which honestly will make my bank account cry, which is fine. It's all good. It's understandable. Um, so uh, I'm going to start us off here with like a little bit of my personal looking forward to month thing. First of all, we've got Metro Exodus coming out this mm. year, which I don't know if you guys have played the Metro games, but I really like them. I've also read the novel as well and quite enjoyed that. Um, I got the novel in the game, I think. Oh, cool. I think they were doing a version where they put the novel in the game. I think that's, that's pretty neat. I anyway, I read it. Yeah, I really like Metro. Yeah. Amazingly it's, enough. It's, it's a really good series. And I love it. Um, it's pretty spooky, which is nice. It's, it feels like what fear was back in 2008. And it's got a cool kind of fascist versus communist thing going on. Yeah. Which is oh. pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Last Light had that quite full on, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played those games, they're like 20 bucks on sale pretty much every time there's a sale on PSN. So pick them up. They're good. Um, that'll be coming out. That's I believe it's an open world thing, which I'm a bit iffy about, but we'll see how we go. And um, we've also got Dirt Rally 2, and if you haven't played Dirt Rally 1, that game is fantastic as well. Very, very good fun. If you're into rally games, uh, you will enjoy this. And on that line as well, we've got Devil May Cry 5 coming out, which is going to be sick, even though it's only 15 hours long. Only 15 hours! Say what? Yeah, it's Nothing only... else matters. It's just 15 hours. It must oh my god, hours. guys, come on. It's only 15 hours, Ginny. It's not enough. It's never Nothing enough. Else matters. It's just 15 hours. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're staring at a blank screen for 16 hours, it would be a better game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Yoshi's Crafted World, which I have no reason not to be excited for. Because yeah, it's Yoshi. So it's a Yoshi okay. game. I'm going to call it there, though, because I'm sure that other people have games they're keen about. And I could just go on about this for a while, but I'm not going to do that. What's the game you're looking forward to, Ginny? <laughs> Dead or Alive Extreme Free Scarlet. Uh, that's, yeah. that's the next section. I was heard Dead or Alive 6. Oh, uh, oh dear. I got confused. It's not the next section. There's a lot section. of Dead or Alive coming in. There's a lot of Dead yeah. or Alive. That's too much. Um, so, <laughs> it's going to be running um, your face on. Yeah. yeah, so much. Um, but apart from that, like other games, um, weirdly, might be this might be like an unpopular opinion. I'm actually looking forward to Code Vein. Yeah, no, it looks cool. Oh, yeah, like, is that the Souls-like? Uh, yeah. It's like the anime Souls-like. I have heard some things which make me a little bit sceptical about it from mates that have maybe partaken in some of the playable stuff out there for people that review games. That um, was such an incredibly roundabout way of saying that they've done a demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So people have played demos and apparently it sucks. Um, but um, I, I'm hopeful. I, I love Dark Souls games. I love anime waifus. So hopefully, the fact that those two are combining will be enough to save the game from any perceived pitfalls that other people might have been experiencing. Um, and yeah, I guess aside from that, I'm always looking to look, looking forward to Total War Three Kingdoms because I love me a strategy game and I love me Three Kingdoms. Because uh, it's a great freaking story uh, and Three Kingdoms games, good Three Kingdoms games, uh, kind of few and far between. Um, but what I've seen of Total War Three Kingdoms looks really, really good. And the fact that they've got like different modes that emphasize the Legends aspect of Three Kingdoms versus the RTS strategy aspect of the main game. It, it's good. I am excited. Did um, they pronounce 
do they pronounce Sao Sao Cao Cao? I actually have not listened to any voiceovers yet because I don't <laughs> no. want to hurt you myself. You going to do it. Someone's going to it's going to be a guy that does that gameplay video that just completely fucks it all up. But um, <laughs> I'm used to that. Um, and, and yeah, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to outside of the games that I already talked about earlier today. Um, oh, no, one more thing, one, one more thing, one more thing. Final Fantasy XIV, the Shadowbringers expansion is going to be so good. I'm like up to date on the main story quest, like just up to date yesterday. There's a new patch dropping next week where they're going to release Blue Mage. Everything's falling into place. Everyone's appropriately emo and or incapacitated and or turning to darkness. I love it. It is the edgy anime shit that I need in my life. I'm so blessed that it exists and I can't wait to play it. Everything you, you know, said sounds like Kingdom Hearts. 14 is that for all those expansions and extra contents, the Good King Mog is still the best bit of the game. Cookie Monk is a very good bit of the game, but I think that the Viera appearing is going to be the best part of the game. Oh, no, but mm-hmm. Viera appearing doesn't have Good King Mog as the music track in the background. Okay, we should cut to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a music bit for the after this segment. Excellent. Oh, God, it's are you going to be Good King Mog. I love okay, that. Okay, Lee, 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 what do you want? <sighs> okay, let's slide back into Shadowbringers for a second, because I wanted yeah. to talk about... <laughs> I'm sorry. I would like to first of all, first of all, I got that damn mount, the, the Moogle mount that I did not know plays the the Mog King song. That was the first time I actually learned how to had to learn to turn off the mount music. Um, but <laughs> as far as Shadows, ooh, 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 like, I don't like you, Lee. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I I gotta agree. I feel it's like the the perfect way for them to progress the story. I mean, not not just like knowing the story, but it's it's sort of like a um like. From what I understand, obviously, I, I don't. Nobody really knows what, exactly how it's going to play out, but um, you're sort of playing the other side, I guess. Like the, what we're being hinted at is that we're going to experience the Warrior of Darkness's story. At least that's the impression that I'm getting. Is that yeah. the, is that is that accurate? Does that sound accurate? Okay. Um, yep. So so it it could just be like a whole. We could go into a whole like shadow realm or or just like a like sort of a universe two version like. A multi multiverse theory or something. I don't know. It it could be it could be really I'm cool. Sure but what's gonna happen all the planet shit that they've been teasing with the S's and stuff. Like it's I feel like we're going in that direction. I yeah. also I, would like to make a point really quickly that I thought you were just gonna say you could go into a hole and like that was the new world. Like it's just a small hole that you've dug for yourself. Like I I'd like that. I, I just <laughs> the true darkness is the hole inside. I, I think I think Final Fantasy XIV at the point like uh, World of Warcraft when people who play the game start talking about it. Anybody who hasn't played the game is just lost. Just checked sort out. of out of the loop. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not really. Lost. That's why I'm not like trying to spoil anything in particular, um, or just allude to the story. You but just the name. It, the and name I still not know what was happening. <laughs> to, to actually spoil Fair the enough. story of Final Fantasy XIV, you need about five or six hours to talk through the plot that's it nah, nah. i mean okay if you if you skip uh, realm reborn just might, to summarize it <laughs> yeah um but as far as like okay non-final fantasy um and actually i did want to say something about code vein as well because i was looking forward to that one too and uh, from the gameplay trailer not trailers um the footage that i've seen yeah it does look a little um how do I put this? Bad. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say bad. I don't want to say bad. I do want to say carbon copy though. And um, it seems like there's not going to be enough to make it very unique from other entries into the genre, um, mm-hmm. which makes me a little disappointed because from what it sounds like, and I didn't really see too much of this in the gameplay, but there's supposed to be like vampire powers and shit. And oh, mm-hmm. vampires are cool. And just do some like 
you know, life leech kind of kind of deal. I don't know if there's anything even like that in in uh, Bloodborne. I never never played that one, but um, it's not a vampire but, game, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of the title, so I kind of one of it. I don't know. I just know it's another Soulsborne. So um, that was like really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I what I'm really looking forward to is coming in March. Hopefully, not getting pushed back again. It's Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, yeah. Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, what's what's the what's the uh, the, the, the title? Back in the groove. That's it. So it's basically a faithful remaster of the old Sega Genesis game, Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl One. Uh, we don't talk about Toe Jam and Earl Two, the platformer. Um, mm. But Toe Jam and Earl One, I, I as as obviously Alan knows, huge fan of roguelikes. And this one was right up my alley, like when I was a kid. This this had to have been like the first experience with a roguelike ever. But of course, I don't think we even we didn't even call it that back no. in the day. That that genre had. I mean, the, the the game Rogue existed, but it hadn't become the legend that it is today. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that that about, I'm I'm really excited for uh, Smash DLC. Um, okay. Just mostly for the <laughs> for the announcements. Um, I have my my speculations and my hopes. Uh, let's see. Actually, can I'm we? Not, can we have a little moment, by the way, where I want to talk about Smash for a second. I'm going to really quickly derail this podcast. So, if you play anyone who was added to the game after 2000, you're sweaty. Like, I'm over you. If you only play Donkey Kong, that's okay. That's that's how you play Smash now. That's that's what? my new logic. If you put anyone from melee onwards, you are to try hard and like don't belong in the game. That's it. Wow, <laughs> that's uh, quite the hot take. Got anyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you play Inkling, you are the worst human being. Yeah. And okay. Top <laughs> top bullshit. Uh, well, not necessarily bullshit. Like they're they're fairly easy Inkling. to counter. Kind of Inkling. Inkling. Yes and no. I find the uh, the easiest counter to Inkling is getting them to think that they're safe. And once they're like a good distance across, they usually go for the what is it? The four would be that does the, the little grenade throw. Yeah. Because the the uh, the ending lag for that is horrendous. If you just dodge that really quick, it's usually a free hit. Um, so what you can do as well is you just have the always be spiking system where you just only spike, and that's how you win the game. The best character uh, is clearly Simon because he's got a whip. No, but see, Matt, he was added into the game after 2000, so you're sweaty. Yeah, but he whip, he's whips. <laughs> he whips it good. Is that the criteria that someone's whips are good? That's it? Yeah, yeah that's very important. The whips? That's very important. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm sorry for derailing this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm happy to talk about Smash. Shit. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the DLC back looks cool. I'm excited. I want um, Chocobo Dungeon. That's my Yeah, favorite. yeah. I can't Chocobo wait for Nintendo. Chocobo for Smash. The Wii one, like, Chocobo Smash is a good thing and it should happen. And I can't believe Nintendo hasn't because Nintendo is so stupid. But yeah, if we're doing side characters like Piranha Plant, yeah, we should still. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they can put bloody Cloud in the stupid game, they can put Chocobo. Wow, this video is I'm very mad about this. It's a natural fit. Chocobo is a natural fit. He's got synergies with Smash Brothers, and they just screw him over. I want Titus. Did you say you want titties? No, he does. He does. He really does. I want titties. He's a good boy. He plays Dead or Alive and all that because. Well, if you want titties, Alan, this next thing is going to blow your mind. But Chocobo Dungeon. I love the Wii one. I love the Wii one an awful lot, actually. Played it a lot. 
looking forward to having it on the Switch. Really, really looking forward to that. Um, what else am I looking forward to this year? Lots of Samurai stuff, which is good. Um, Sekiro. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Thanks for that. Um, mm. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Ninja, Ninja Souls, which will be good. Mm. Uh, I'm sure. I'm a bit upset that Activision gets money out of it. Um, like I, I don't know why From Software wanted to partner with Activision for any reason. But anyway, they did. And it looks like it's going to be a really good game. Um, does Neo 2 come out this year? No, I don't believe so. Uh, I think it was given a it was given a rough thing for either this year or next year. Okay, well, we'll find out a lot about it, and to be honest, that'll be one of my highlights of the year anyway. I Neo was such a great game. Um, yeah, but it it's kind of like it's kind of like what Souls was designed specifically for me. It would look like Neo, um, you know, Sengoku history plus big oni demon things and. All that stuff is really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. What I'm not looking forward to is Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised you brought that up. Literally every podcast that we've Why done not? with Matt since that game's been announced has been like a little like side-away comment that just is, I hate that game. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'll play oh. Days Gone before I play that game. On that logic, actually, Two Worlds 3 is coming out next year, supposedly. I'm looking forward to Two Worlds 3? Yeah, oh, I don't shit. know why. Terrible what? series. Alan, it's great. What are you talking... It's one of the worst series I've ever played. Oh, I love Two Worlds. Two Worlds is so cool. I liked the concept of it, but I could never really get into it. I don't know what it's, it was about it. It just didn't show. I love... Uh, honestly, I love kind of the, those B-grade Western RPGs. I love Risen, the Risen series. But Risen actually has something to it. <laughs> I loved Arcana. Um... Arcania. It's the same development team, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And Two Worlds is as well, I think. It's mm. Piranha Bytes, isn't it? I have no idea. But yeah, that, that game's Anyway, sucks. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, they're just so bad. Mm. That doesn't make oh. me want to play it. <laughs> um, but however, I think we're going to have to end this section. But before we do, uh, we have uh, one hmm? last game. One... Oh, you we probably got it. It's called Untitled Goose Game. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And that's potentially quarter one or quarter two this year, and I want it oh, really bad. I'm going to play that. Hero. It's a good boy. Like he's a, he's a goose that's a, like pure dick to everybody. I love it. It's like me as a goose. I aspire to be him. <laughs> what about uh, we're kind of forgetting about Cyberpunk, right? Did we list that? Is that, is that this year? Is that this year? I thought it was 2020. No. Oh, okay. My bad. I thought it was coming out this year. Yes. Yeah, it was it's so it's going to be so punky i'm into it <laughs> made by a major corporation on the polish stock exchange oh my god <laughs> look just let me enjoy robot titties matt can i just let <laughs> have one thing all right anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs>
And welcome back. So, for the final section of the podcast, we are going to talk about Dead or Alive. The reason being that, as we speak, um, the network test is live on PlayStation, and Ginny and I have been playing a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It doesn't have the characters I wanted, but it's good. It's only got a couple, what, five, six characters? I, it's yeah. a lot for a stress test, though. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's about, it's about a quarter of the roster, I think. It's less than that, I'm sure. Like one of five rows or something, but uh, I guess about there. Maybe a fifth, yeah. Mm. But yeah, he lets you play with uh, the new guy. um, Diego? Diego, whatever his name is. He's a bit of a punk. He's kind of missing the point of Ever Alive. What was that? I'm assuming he's just Big Whale from Tekken. He basically is, actually. Yeah, um, he's like angry Spanish man. Like a large, kind of slow, really buff dude who wears like a muscle shirt and a vest. So he likes doing headbutts. Yeah, Miguel. Yeah, yeah literally like, Miguel. El- he likes to elbow drop women in the face. Yeah, I can respect that. That's a high <laughs> two count play. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, how's the game here, though? <laughs> Okay, I guess we'll move on from that. Um, it, well, for me, anyway, so this is just like ranked play, so you can't just like find one of your mates and just bash them. Yeah, I was really. Um, I mean, you can do that if you live in the Yeah, I kind of wanted to play to play against Matt and bash Mary Rose's face in, but I couldn't because she's not one of the playable characters. Yeah, it's so, really upset by this. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, I, for some reason, um, the game lets you pick. Um, like connection strengths, like don't want to like if you don't want to be connected with someone that's below a certain amount of like connection strength, you can just like, opt out, I guess. But all my connections were like really, really weak. Like, people that I found were like on like one out of five bars or something, and there was like noticeable input like delay. Like we were clearly not two people playing at our best. Like a lot of like mistimed holes and mistimed throws and stuff, and it was like all too easy to. It felt too easy to win, I guess. Um, but because of the internet issue, but I'm sure they'll iron that shit out before release. It was just. I mean, um, I, I mean, would not hold your breath. Or Australia and New Zealand, unfortunately, um, I don't think we're getting service. So. Oh great. There is that to deal with. Oh as yeah. Well. But that's been the case with all the dead alive and people deal. I mm. guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never played fighting games online anyway. Uh, as Alan and my endless complaints about. Smash Brothers and he talking about Smash Brothers online. A test um, for me, fighting games are kind of local multiplayer, so I haven't really been able to play this game the way I want to. But mm. yeah, I wish uh, Nintendo would would pick up that latency filter. That'd be nice because uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know if this has uh, happened to you guys yet, but I've actually been banned a couple times online because of disconnects from other that were definitely not my fault. Um, just. Randomly disconnected, and no, I'm not. I'm not SDing because I get because I get mad. I have I have before, but I haven't been doing that. I think everyone has. It's not a thing of shame at this point, dude. Okay, if you go if you go zero and seven, and this and a fucking Diddy Kong is just shitting on you, um, and you and you're like one and three against it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hike <laughs> after a little while. But no, uh, that that'd be nice. A little latency. Thing. I'm sorry, I don't yeah, mean the, the latency filter would be especially useful for us 
here in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, um, it's it's much worse. I can guarantee you, like, however bad it is in the US, it's probably oh, it's, about four it's, it's times. Not, it's, just it's really not bad. That, I, I kind of forgot about that for a second. I, I really can't complain. Yeah, I, I, I usually get to, we connect to EU servers typically, so there's always a fair bit of latency in there. I didn't have the same experience that Ginny did. Um, for me, the combat wasn't noticeably, noticeably lagging. Uh, it was enough that timing um, counters was a little bit difficult, um, or at least compared to what I found when I play local in Dead or Alive 5. But um, uh, other than struggling with that a bit, because for me, I always play Dead or Alive quite counter-heavy, um, and mm. I really kind of focus on getting the timing of those right and then really pissing people off by not letting them hit me. But I needed to be a little bit more aggressive, I guess, <laughs> with this network to network test. But um, yeah, I don't know. I played as Kasumi, um, and she plays a bit differently between Dead or Alive Five, which is good because otherwise it'd be the same game, and I might as well just play Dead or Alive Five. Um, and yeah, character models are good. It looks good. Tell me about the Ford DAC. The what? Yep. <laughs> Fighting game inside baseball. <laughs> no, it, like, does, it, does it seem to be fairly competent as a fighter, though? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. How, when, when was the last Dead or Alive you played properly, Alan? Like three, and I played it twice. <laughs> I've never played any Dead or Alive. So what is it like, similar to? Is it like Tekken? Oh, it's, no, no, it's more like Virtua Fighter, I think. Mm, no, I mean, the way I... I find it to be quite an accessible fighter, um, so mm. it's quite easy to get into for anybody. Uh, the the complexities, I guess, come from the counter system. So I yeah, find I... Alive to be very counter heavy, and it's about being able to read your opponent's moves and then you know uh, input whether it's a high, medium, low counter. Um, and yeah, so it has it has its own unique feel, um, but. For all the jokes about the movies and stuff, um, Dead or Alive has got a good combat system. And I think with Dead or Alive 5, people started to realise that. So I think with Dead or Alive 6, Koei Tecmo is definitely trying to push for a broader audience for this one. That it's an actual game and not just a, an yeah. overly simulator. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there's the option to turn the blood and the, the, the sex... I mean the blender. The blender sweat. Um, like um, that's no, the, the blender can be turned off, which is good, which I do yeah. because the last thing I want to do is see my characters get bruised and bloodied. Unless see, I turned it. Up. I turned it on for mine, and I actually didn't notice at all until the end when you've won or lost, and they show the winner on the screen, and then I noticed that Diego's abs were like covered in blood. And I was like, I feel really bad because I had just been fighting Ayane. And I'm like, oh my god, what did I do to her? Like, my whole yeah, chest is covered in blood. So, like, I destroyed her. Like, I felt really bad afterwards. But, like, when you're <laughs> in the flow of the game, you don't really get close enough, even when they're doing their specials, for you to actually see it. Like, when the last match I had with versus this Ayane that I apparently bloodied up um, was super close. And she got her special off on me. And we were both, like, basically one block counter away from dying. And when she was casting a counter, when the screen zoomed, zoomed in onto her face, she was fine, like physically. So I, I guess, I don't know if that's an implementation 
issue if that's like what they wanted to like I guess leave the blood in for I don't know between rounds spectating but not actually have it really kind of coherently in the in the game or like during a match or not really visible that well during a match I couldn't see it I think that might have pulled back from what their original intent was with the violence yeah, I think they have pulled it back because I did see at least a lot more visible bruising when I played it at PAX Australia last year. So I guess they are maybe kind of winding it back on the violence front. But um, if you turn it off, it's pretty cool. Um, it, it, <laughs> it's very typical Dead or Alive, I guess, finishing kind of animations and stuff there because they're yeah. all sweating and because through the fight, they've probably been hit by some special or other, which has torn some of their clothes and yeah. all of that kind of stuff is still there. Um, it's still there. <laughs> Um, and no doubt there'll be clothes aren't paper mache. There will be risque um, DLC costumes and stuff, but the actual base game is is not something that you know those jokes that people would say that they'd, they'd be embarrassed to be playing the game if their partner walked in. Um, they don't apply this time around, I don't think. Yeah, certainly no not... more than Soul Calibur. I mean, Soul Calibur was pretty fan servicey. Pretty yeah. Very. <laughs> very... It was pretty cool. It was good, but it was very fan servicey. I think Dead or Alive, the base game, is actually no worse than that. I think yeah, the fan service will be added in via DLC. Like yeah. there will be swimsuits and school uniforms and stuff. Oh wait, how do you but, define fan servicey in so far as like Soul Calibur? Ivy. I, I, I was going to say like if you can't say anything, but like what? Sumina, Sumina, and also uh, like Taki. Midriff. It was a good midriff. That good midriff though. It was a very good midriff. Can we cancel this conversation? <laughs> you know, okay, okay, final, sorry, final Alan. Thought. There's also Gerald, and Gerald's pretty sexy. Gerald of the Riviera. Gerald of the Re- Gerald of the French Riviera is pretty sexy. Yeah. I agree. Jerry of the Nile. Um, <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. Yes or no? Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I mean, it's got delayed slightly. Um, yeah, but like it was two originally weeks. planned to be released middle February. Now it's March 1. So a slight delay, but that's okay. I can I can wait. Mm. Um, and it means that in March we get two Dead or Alive's because we get Dead or Alive 6 on March 1 and mm-hmm. then Dead or Alive Extreme on mm-hmm. March 20 or thereabouts. Yeah. Which is good. Lots of Dead or Alive. Mm. Cool. All right, well, that's probably going to wrap us up for this week, I'd say. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go with some music from Dead or Alive. I don't know, Matt, you have to tell me what music's actually good. I don't really know. I don't think there is any. <laughs> it's a fighting game. Uh, okay, I'm going to play some Smash music. Okay, well, I'll do that then. Alrighty, well, um, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone. Oh
Can't.